Welcome to Believe in Dare to Dream. It is Monday, March 5th, and I am so excited because I have uh, my superhero friend here, Holly and Christine Hayes. Holly, are you there? I'm here. It's so great to be here, Stephen. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we're so excited that you're on the podcast today. Um, Holly just came out with a book. Uh, I've known Holly probably, oh gosh, I don't know, six or seven years since um, she was in New York. And, um, man, I'm excited to hear all that God is doing some amazing stuff in your life. And I'm excited to hear about it. Um, how you doing, Holly? How's your day going? I'm good. You're right. God's doing some really exciting stuff in my life. And so it's funny as soon as he, as soon as he starts doing stuff and, and gives us promotions and favor, it just means more work, <laughs> Oh, that's which, which is good, <laughs> but it can be busy. Oh my gosh. Isn't that the truth? It's yeah, so just, true. just telling Holly, we got back, we go to the jail on Mondays. I just got back from the jail and took a quick power nap. And um, now I'm sitting here drinking some coffee, ready for this podcast. So, um, awesome. Well, this is going to be great, Holly. So, I would love it. Um, you just sent me your book a few weeks ago, and I literally yeah. read it in like probably, I think it was one night, and you literally had me in tears the whole way through. And, Aww. um, I don't want to get choked up now, so but uh, I would love it if you could um, just share your testimony. You know, um, I try to start the talk, the podcast out with testimony because you know the word testimony means do it again. So you know, yeah. when we share our testimony, we we are, are saying do it again, Lord. So if you yeah. could, could you just kind of share with us, um, you know, your background, kind of maybe how you met the Lord and, you know, that whole story. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right. I love that. Do it again. Um, I've always heard testimony builds faith in the room and, um, and I've watched that. I've watched that happen time and again. And so I'm so grateful for mine now because I get to see it just build faith and, and I've gotten mm. to see the Lord do it again too, like you Come said. Um, so a little bit of, of background on me. I, I didn't grow up in the church. I never had a faith or um, a relationship with God at all when I was growing up. In fact, I, um, I didn't even really know any Christians. I grew up in California and San Francisco and it, um, you know, that's like hippie central (laughs) and uh, super liberal. And I just didn't know any Christians. And, um, and so I'd never heard the gospel. I I actually thought that Jesus was a myth like Zeus or, or Aphrodite or, (laughs) or Mm -hmm. Santa Claus um, just had no idea that Jesus was actually a real man that lived even, um, had no idea that the Bible took place, that the new Testament took place during the Roman empire. I actually thought that, that there was no way anyone could ever prove the Bible because it all took place before recorded history. I mean, these were the kinds of things that I believed and I'm not sure where I got them. Um, except that I just never had any exposure to, um, to faith. And, uh, and so, um, growing up, you know, I can't, my, I had a good family, I guess you would say, but there was some, there was some abuse in my childhood that kind of left me with some holes in my soul. And, and then my parents got divorced when I was 14. And, and at that time, around that time, I, um, I spiraled into a cycle of, of alcohol and drug abuse that led to some really dark places. Mm. And at first, when I started drinking at first, it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. 
uh, my first, I remember my, the first time I got drunk, I thought, oh man, I found the solution for mm. life. This is how people do it. <laughs> right. And, um, and I, you know, I made friends and I felt comfortable in my skin for the first time. And I yeah. thought I'd found my solution for living and I thought yeah. I'd found community, you know, and I thought I'd found identity. Mm. And so all the things that I was craving, community, identity, comfort, freedom, all those things, I thought I found them in alcohol. But what happened was um, it progressed really quickly for me from fun into uh, into really an addiction that, that wouldn't stop. So by the time I was 16, I was, by the time I was 15, I was drinking and using drugs every day. Um, but by the time I was 16, I'd actually uh, dropped out of high school. Um, by 19, I'd had two DUIs and had been arrested multiple times mm. and already had three abortions. Wow. Um, by the time I was 21, I, um, I was homeless after losing two jobs as an escort, <laughs> couldn't oh keep gosh. a job, couldn't keep a job as an escort because I kept getting drunk and not showing up. Um, and so after, after losing two jobs, I ended up um, homeless and really just spiritually, physically and emotionally uh, bankrupt in every way. And, um, and I couldn't stop drinking and using, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't go on living without it either. I knew that, that I was trapped between that, that place of just, um, you know, desperation to stop, but um, desperate need to keep going in that life. Um, mm. I didn't know how to live without it. And so, uh, so one day I was, um, I was on the floor of a public bathroom, and I just started breaking down in tears. And I was watching my tears hit the floor, and I said, God, help me. And, um, and that very night I left that bathroom that very night, I ended up meeting someone who got me into a recovery program. And that was February 10th of 2001. And I've been sober since February 11th of 2001. So that was 17 years ago, a couple, a couple of weeks ago, I just celebrated 17 years of sobriety. Um, so it was a total miracle that wow. God did in my life. And, and you would think that I would have just like known that, you know, like, like had all the answers at that moment, but it, I still didn't know who God was. Like right. I said, God help me. Right. right. I still had no idea who God was like right. that, that help came flooding in and that help came flooding in. I knew that that help came flooding in when I was at my lowest, when I was in the midst and the depths of my sin. Right. Um, but I didn't know who that God was. And so I looked everywhere the world says to look, I, I read every book that Oprah recommended and <laughs> I did yoga and meditation and, um, you know, kind of every philosophy that the world says to have about who God is. And none of those things really matched my experience because I knew I hadn't like done anything to earn it or deserve this new life. Mm. I knew that I hadn't thought my way into it or affirmationed my way into it or something like that. And so I knew that it had just been gifted to me, just freely given to me. And then I knew that, that whoever this God was, that he loved me in the depths of my sin. And so, uh, it was a couple years later, I, uh, I, I decided to test God. I had this stolen Bible. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, uh, I'd, I'd stolen a Bible. Um, Classic. From, yeah. <laughs> God Reminds me of what Carl that. used to say. Uh, that, that you can even get saved from a stolen Bible. Yeah, I, he's know, like, go, go steal a Bible if you have to. If you don't yeah. Know. Well, it's so funny. When, when I met him, I told him, I was like, dude, I got saved from a stolen Bible. <laughs> wow. Come on. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah so, because it's true. Like, go steal one if you have to, because God's word um, will penetrate any sin. Right. And, um, and so I, uh, so I, I picked up the stolen Bible one day and I said, okay, God, if you're real and if you're in here, speak to me. 
and I opened it up and I put my finger inside and, um, and, and my finger landed right on that passage in John eight, where Jesus forgives the adulterous woman. Mm. And he wow. stands in front of her and she's in the depths of her sin, right? Just like I had been. And, and he turns to her accusers and he says, he who is without sin cast the first stone. And then they all walk away one by one. And then she's left with just him and he forgives her. And then mm. he gives her a whole new life. Come on. And so it was so clear to me in that moment, that, that moment that I met Jesus in John 8, right there in that stolen Bible, it was so clear that this was the God that had saved me and that, Come that on. this was the God that goes around to public bathrooms picking girls like me up off the floor and giving them a whole new life. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. It's good. He's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, he's so good. So let me ask you something. So when you... You know, for me personally, like when I kind of what led me, you know, I'm amazed at how similar our stories are because I I know I love that. (laughs) I honestly I took my first drink and I honestly was like, oh, this is it. Like I was painfully shy growing up, you know, never comfortable in my skin. And um, and then it was off to the races after that. But when I got when I got saved, it was I had like a powerful encounter with the presence of the Lord that changed Mm -hmm. everything and Mm -hmm. so did you have did you have that type of moment as well where you encountered the presence of God at some point I did so you know it's funny for me it didn't happen in the bathroom like you would think like it was funny so the bathroom was just like my surrender right and then God used a person to bring me into recovery and then and then I and then slowly started warming me up to the idea of this like what it would be like to, to be in a relationship with God. But that, that presence of God encounter moment that you're talking about, that was what happened for me the first time I opened scripture and the first mm. time I opened that Bible. And, wow. and when I was, when I was face to face with him in that, in that passage. And mm-hmm. so what's cool is like, now I know, right? Like if I need the presence of God, I know I can go to, yeah. I can encounter him there. And, and I know it's alive and I know it's real and I know it's true and I know it's infallible and I know that it's life giving. And so, yeah. And obviously there was more, you know, uh, the, in my spiritual formation process after that, yeah. there were, um, there were other times I got accidentally baptized in the Holy spirit, which was funny. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had no idea what was happening. Classic. I just started sweating all over and and I was crying and, and drenched, literally drenched in sweat as yeah. I was praying and giving my life to God. Wow. Um, and then I, I later learned about a baptism of the Holy Spirit and thought, oh, my gosh, that happened to me accidentally. I had no idea because wow. <laughs> I'd never been in a church. It yeah. still was a year and a half before I went to a church after that. So, wow. yeah, that's incredible. So can you can you walk me through like what does it feel like when like the presence of the power of God, like comes on you for the first time. Like, what was that encounter like for somebody that let's say they're listening and they don't even know they've never experienced that. Can you kind of just walk us through kind of what, just describe what does that, what does that feel like? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I've seen the presence of God come on people differently and I know different people kind of experience it a little bit differently, but for me, I'll just, you know, kind of share my experience. I always get hot all over. Like I know when he's coming because mm-hmm. I, I start to feel this warmth. Um, but it's like a warmth from the inside. Like the core mm-hmm. of me starts to burn with a fire, um, like a holy fire. Wow. And then there's just this overwhelming feeling of love, mm-hmm. love that I am loved, that I am love, that I can give infinite love, like wow. um, that I have love for everyone around me. 
Um, and so it's this like, and then, you know, and then there's time. It's funny when I'm praying for someone else, sometimes I'll feel the way they're, they're experiencing it. Like if I lay hands on someone and I'm praying for them to receive more of the spirit or something, sometimes I'll feel it differently. Like a lot of people, when it comes on them, they'll get weepy, you know, they'll just, just holy tears will start falling out of them. And I've had that happen. Um, usually for me, it's that fire, but I've had that happen when I'm, uh, when I'm praying with someone who, who experiences the Holy spirit in that way for other people, it's like a tingling kind of that comes all over. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced that as well. And then some people, it's just like a dizziness or almost like a fog accompanied by an, an, an indescribable peace. Um, what's it like for you? What do you experience? I'm so curious how it comes on you. I mean, I, you know, what, what changed me was, you know, this, this, I, I was at a church service. I really didn't want to be at, I honestly was thinking the whole time it was happening. I was thinking I need to leave. This is not for me. <laughs> and this preacher calls me out of this crowd and says, I have to pray for you. And in my head, I'm saying, sure, you can pray for me. But I don't believe it. I don't want it. That was and, Benny Perez. Right? Yeah, that was Benny Perez. And, you know, he grabs my hand and I don't remember what he felt, but I literally, I fell to the ground and it was like this fire was going up and down my body. And like you wow. said, it was like waves of this, this liquid love. And <laughs> so oh, good. I mean, yeah. it was just, it was just incredible. So yeah, definitely. It is. It's better than any high. Have you ever had a high that good? No. And that's what I told the guy in jail. Today. Yeah. I said, you know, there's no high like the most high, you know, and uh, I was, yeah, I was telling that to my pastor the other day, too. He was asking me about, like, what was my what was my drug of choice, you know, or what was the thing that I went to? And, and I was kind of describing the high. And, and then I was trying to explain it to him. What does it feel like? And I was like, it feels like the presence of God, almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lie. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Total lie. Well, praise God. That is a um, really in incredible, powerful story. And I know you condensed it down. And, um, yeah, there's more, but oh, you'll yeah. have to get my book. You're going to have to buy the book. Exactly. Like. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about that because, you know, really the, you know, the premise of this podcast is how do we, you know, how do we, how do we step out, you know, especially a new life. The thing I get so excited about with the Lord is, and that's what I tell the guys in the jail is like, you know, God is going to put dreams in your heart that you never knew. We're never there before. Right. That's and he's so going to put things in your heart and, you know, like the word said, you were created before the foundation of the world to, for good works that you should walk in them. In other words, before the beginning of time, he knew you and he yeah. designed good works for you to walk in. And I tell the guys, I say, you know, you'll never be satisfied until you figure out what you were put here to do and you are doing it. You know, yeah. you will always come up empty and hollow and short. So, so true. I'm, I'm honestly really inspired to see you walking out your dreams and I'd really love to hear how God really sowed the writing the book into your heart. Yeah. And then, and then maybe like, you know, of course we all have um, stuff that comes against this fear or doubt or like, what was your process? What was your struggle and how did you overcome in, in writing this book and getting it published? Yeah. So I, um, yeah, just like you said, I never dreamed that I would be someone who could write a book. I mean, I'm a high school dropout, you know, like someone like me doesn't, doesn't get to write a book. Um, so it's funny cause you know, as soon as, as soon as I got sober and I got saved and, and I started sharing my story with people, people, 
slowly people started saying, man, you got to write a book. Like this is, you know, it's such an incredible, powerful story. You've got to write a book. And, and I would hear that. And of course, like, you know, the enemy would be like, you can't write a book. Who are you? Who are you to write a book? Right. That's the lie that he mm-hmm. wanted me to believe. You're a high school dropout. You failed at a, you failed as an escort. You can't even be a prostitute. You can't write a book. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. those are the lies that, that he wanted to tell me. But what was so cool is like, um, you know, God's, God is the greatest creative mind in the world. And so when we are in relationship with God and we have the Holy Spirit living in us, we have access to all creative power. The, the creator that created the, the entire universe, right? Mm-hmm. And he's created every book that's ever been written. Like he, he's written them all, right? So, so there's nothing he can't do. And so what's cool is like, I, you know, in my in my mind, I wouldn't be good enough. But what kept happening was he just kept depositing ideas in my heart and in my, in my mind. And I remember one day I was just in prayer and not even thinking about writing a book or anything like that, just loving on the Lord and letting him love on me and um, just spending time with him. And all of a sudden, it was crazy. He gave me the title. He gave me, he told me how many chapters there would be. Wow. He gave me the chapter, how the chapters would be laid out. Um, and then what those exercises would be at the end of each chapter, it was crazy. It was like a download all in one moment. And when that happened, all of a sudden, all fear went away because I realized that I was partnered with the greatest creative mind that ever lived. And so I didn't have to write the book alone. Right. (laughs) Like all of a sudden it was like, okay, so you just gave me an outline. You just gave me a title. You just gave me all of the chapter titles. Mm. You just gave me all of the, the chapter reflections. You gave me literally everything I need. All I have to do now is fill in the words. And I can even trust that you're going to give me the words now. <laughs> well, come on. So it was cool because I, um, you know, and that didn't mean that I was like free from fear after that moment. I've, I had many, many moments of fear after sure. that. But it, but it did free me up enough to just like, just to put that title down. And just to write down those chapters and those chapter names and just write out that idea and then start praying into that idea. And, uh, and then, you know, it's cool. Like he, you know, he made away every step of the way, every step of the way he provided. So when it was time to sit down and, and write those words, I would pray every, you know, every time before I sat down to write, okay, this is your book, Lord. Like this wasn't my idea. This was your idea. Come on. So, so you've got to do it because <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. And, and I, and I talked, I talked to him like that the entire time, basically saying like, Hey, you asked me to do this. So you've got to do it. Wow. And, and I, you know, and I do that with basically any dream he gives me like, Hey, you called me to this. So you've got to, you've got to step up. I can't do it without you. Come on. And sometimes I love that God gives us dreams that we can't do without him because yeah. it's, it, it just is further proof of his glory. Right. Um, you know, my, my book actually ended up winning an award for exemplary Christian literature. And like, I mean, you guys, I am a high school dropout. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, the, the fact that like God really gets the glory, right. When a, when a high school dropout failed prostitute can write a book that gets, that, that wins an award for exemplary Christian literature. And like wow. one of the other award winners was the Pope for goodness sake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was like, Come okay, on. only God, only God can do that. And I think he loves to build those kinds of stories where it's like only God can do it. And so whenever he gives me a dream, that's too big for me, I get excited because I know he wants to do something mm. that's, that's going to bring him a ton of glory. Wow. Uh, yeah. Come on. I love it. Um, so for anybody listening that, that is, um, you know, has some dreams in their heart, um, what can you speak to them or just offer them some encouragement as far as, you know, going after what's in their heart? Yeah. 
So, you know, after, so when I finished writing the book, so this, um, I hope this will be encouragement and then I want to give some specific encouragement, but I want to tell this story first because it's going to tie into the encouragement that I'm going to give. When I finished writing the book and, um, and I got like the first published copy in my hand and, um, and I was, um, and I, and I realized I was about to launch it out into the world. There was another, another wave of fear that came over me of, oh my gosh, what are people going to think? Right. And I think that that can sometimes hold us back from pursuing our dreams is like, uh, what will other people think? Will I do well? Will it fail? Will it succeed? Um, and, and so I took that to God in prayer and I remember I was holding my book and I, and I closed my eyes and I just started meditating and meeting with Jesus. I have a special place that I meet with him in meditation. And I went and I met with him in meditation and, and I brought it to him and I just said, Lord, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what people are going to think. I'm afraid it's not going to do well. And he gave me such a beautiful vision. He took my book in his, in his arms and, and he, and he threw it up in the heavens and it turned into this bird and it like flew away. This is very specific, but go with me. Mm -hmm. So it, it flew up into the heavens and then it multiplied and there were, there were thousands of them. And then I saw them in the hands of the hosts of heaven. And I saw the hosts of heaven all sitting and reading my book. And then, and then the Lord told me, you are already we are already delighting in this book oh my gosh. here. Wow. We, you are already, you are already a successful author in our eyes. Wow. And, and in my mind, what happened in that moment was I didn't give a hoot what <laughs> the world thought of my book. When I saw that all of heaven already had yes and amen to it. And so I think, so, so what I want to say about that for encouragement for anyone that, that has a dream is if the Lord has birthed this dream in you, first of all, I think there's some, some, there's always some discernment. I think that like, we have to go through of like, did the Lord birth this in me? Or is this me wanting something? Is this me wanting to get my name out there? And, and there's really, you know, that's something you got to check with your spirit on. That's something you got to check with mentors on. But if you know that the Lord birthed this, this dream in you, then, then I think we can rely on um, knowing too, that whatever he whatever assignment he gives for us on earth, it's because he knows that heaven is already delighting in it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, So so I think, you know, when we, when we know, when our, when all the work that we do on earth and all of the dreams that we go after on earth, when we have that kingdom mentality of like, I'm actually doing this for a host of, for the host of heavens and not for the, and not for earth. Yeah. um, When we go at it with that mindset, we're set free really because yeah, yeah. we don't, we don't have to worry about what people think. You know, people could have hated the book. It could have, it, it could have, you know, won zero awards and sold zero copies. And mm. I still would have known I, I was obedient to what the Lord called me to do. And he told me that heaven delighted in it. Wow. And, and that would have been enough, you know? And, um, and then when we get people's approval, it's just a bonus when, when it, when it helps one person, it's just a bonus. Sure. But, but I think when we partner with heaven and we know that all of heaven is backing us up, I think those things happen anyway, you know, um, there's favor on it when we're really, when we're really in, in God's will. Um, and, and yeah, and I, I think that, um, I think we can trust that there's favor on it when we're in God's will, when we've seen that heaven delights in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, the thought I had was like, heaven's like applauding and like, you know, there's no time in yeah. eternity. So that book is already done before you started yeah. an attorney. They're applauding. I mean, that's just, 
amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. He, he, he even told me, like, you have so many fans up here. It was really cute. It was wow. like, I mean, not that Jesus is cute, but it was a, it was a cute moment sure. for us <laughs> um, where, where he was like, like, like basically saying like, like a, like a childlike joy and delight over, um, over my obedience, over what we had created together, because it was a partnership, right? It wasn't just me creating for him. It was him creating through me for him. So yeah, it's a, it's a special thing. It's a special bond when we, when we get to bring his dreams to life. So good. So I'm going to have you before I forget, I'm going to have you plug do a uh, shameless plug for your book your website Um, holly's been going i believe all over the place to churches and sharing her book and ministering um and i want to hear a little bit more about that but let me have you plug your book before um this book is incredible it's changing lives uh i mean the anointing of god's all over it so if you can go pick it up please do recommend it um but tell us where you can get get a book uh holly yeah, so the book is called From Basement to Sanctuary. Um, it's available on Amazon. It's available on Barnes & Noble, pretty much anywhere books are sold. Um, you can get it through uh, my website as well, which is hollychristinehayes.com. And, um, yeah, I, I, if, you're, if you buy the book um, through this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to even get you a signed copy. So reach out to me and just let me know that you heard about the book through this podcast. And, uh, and I'd love to get you a signed copy. Come on. So good. Okay, so I'm going to have you pray with whoever may be listening. But I'd love to hear, you know, if you have any highlights of um, – going and ministering or sharing at churches, if you have some one thing that stands out, if you could just briefly share that kind of comes to your mind. Yeah. You know, what's cool. So I, um, you know, when I, when I wrote the book, I, um, I never anticipated that it would do as well as it has. Um, but it's, it's actually done really well, which is such a joy and such an honor. And, um, and now I've had the opportunity to go and, and speak and, and to minister to a lot of, of, um, to a lot of people and, and people are touched by it in different ways. I think people that have been in the church their whole life are really excited to hear an outside perspective because it helps them to be better at making disciples and, uh, and people who are coming from maybe recovery, um, from the recovery community. I think it's been really great for them to sort of have an intro into Jesus and the church that feels safe Come on. and that feels healthy and loving. And so I've gotten to hear testimonies from, from both sides of the equation. Um, but I think the greatest joy for me has been that I've had two friends who, um, who didn't know Jesus at all. Like, you know, just like me, grew up in California public schools, uh, never had encountered the gospel, and uh, had kind of watched my life peripherally over the last many years that, that I've been in Christ and sort of wondered, but never really asked. And, uh, and got a copy of the book. And after they read it, both people reached out to me and said, I met Jesus in your book. And oh, I'm following oh Jesus. come on. Whoa. And so I know that there's others, like there's probably other people Woo. that'll read the book or oh. that'll hear me speak and that'll come to Christ. Right. But, but when it's people that I know, there's something yeah. so holy about oh it. Gosh. And when Cheers. it's lives that I know, and you know, I know their parents and I know their kids and I know that that generations are going to be changed forever because wow. because of this because of because of me stepping into obedience to mm. what the dream that the Lord put in my heart. Yeah, um, you know, our dreams. He doesn't just put them there for fun. He doesn't put them there for for um, you know for our glory. Come he on. puts them there because he has he has a kingdom vision of 
lives getting saved and hearts getting healed and and expanding his church and expanding his family and so to see to see it doing that has been the greatest joy and reward of my entire life come on wow whoo you had me choked up there for a second it's funny me too me too reminds me of les brown he had a he had a dream or a nightmare when he was dying on his deathbed that the ghosts of all the people came to him that they said you were you were supposed to touch my life, but the dreams died with you because you didn't step out. Oh, wow. And it's so powerful because oh, you know here's this man that he, he 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 by pretty much all accounts is the greatest motivational speaker of all time. But it took him 15 years to step out and and start to walk in his dreams because he didn't believe in himself, you know. And so, yeah. whew, so I just I just love the fact that you're doing it and applauding it. I believe this is probably the first of many books and um, God is just going to breathe on this testimony even more and more and more, you know, and, Amen. Uh, yeah. and then, you know, the other thing I love about the book is just the, the part where you talk about being open and shame and, and, mm-hmm. you know, some of so many people get so easy to get like into performance and, and, and uh, you know, and, and not be re- real and open with people. And yeah. I believe that God That's is so really true. doing a movement now where it's like, you know, he's bringing people into intimacy and just, you know, covering one another, accepting one another as we really are in the rooms. You know, we've both been in the rooms. You can go in as you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, you that's just the let your, We're you real let, with each other. You let your stuff out there. and yeah. um, But, you know, in the church, we get caught up in, in uh, putting on a mask and performance. and yeah. But there's so much power in, in, uh, in that vulnerability. So... Yeah, and that's the book, right? Trying to bring that that vulnerability of the basement up to the sanctuary. Wow. That that freedom that we experience in those basement recovery rooms, where we're just bringing our honest, broken-hearted selves to the Lord to bring that same spirit up into the sanctuary. Come on, so good. Well, I, you know, I feel the presence of the Lord um, a lot. Me too. <laughs> Here comes the fire. Come on, isn't it good? So I just would love if you could lead us in a prayer for whoever might be listening to this and, um, you know, just as you are led to pray for people. Yeah. So Jesus, we just welcome your presence into this room, into the rooms of every listener. Lord, we thank you that, um, I just have that vision again of you meeting me on a bathroom floor. We thank you that, that you meet us in the depths of our sin that there's no place too dark for you, that there's, there's no place too shameful for you, there's no place um, too, uh, too broken for you. Lord, uh, I, just, I feel like there's a, there's a spirit of addiction that um, maybe there's someone that's listening that doesn't feel like that spirit of addiction has been broken over them yet. And so I just pray right now for the spirit of addiction to be broken off of people in Jesus' name. Um, I got a promise actually um, from the Lord that everywhere that I told my testimony that chains were going to fall off of people, that that there was going to be a breaking off of addiction, uh, just chains falling off everywhere I went. And so I just claim that right now in Jesus' name over any listener that is still struggling with addiction, even if they're sober right now, just maybe they still have the mental obsession. And so I just, um, I just claim broken chains right now mm. in Jesus' name. I claim broken um that the mental obsession would be broken off of people. I just claim freedom. I claim freedom for the listeners from any addiction, uh, freedom from, from drugs, freedom from pornography, freedom from um, addiction to shopping or overspending. 
um, yeah, freedom from, from addiction to people pleasing even. Mm. Um, I just, yeah, I feel that one specifically that maybe there's someone listening that, that is uh, so concerned right now with pleasing people that they're losing themselves. And so I just pray healing over that in Jesus name. God, we thank you that your spirit desires 100% freedom for us, not 92% freedom, not 84% freedom. You desire 100% freedom, and it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Mm. Lord, I thank you for this time and this podcast. Thank you for my friend. I just pray this message go out with power. Thank you for his ministry. And I just pray for dreams to come alive in Jesus' name, dreams to come alive in hearts, um, and for revelation, for everything that people need to achieve those dreams, provision, um, creativity. Lord, may your spirit fall on all the dreamers in Jesus' precious name. Mm. Wow. Come on. That was so powerful. Well, thank you, Holly Christine Hayes. That was amazing. It's a pleasure um, to be here. Yeah, yeah. God bless you and your endeavors. And uh, we just say this is the beginning. There's so much more for you and your family. Thank you, friend. And, Thank you. Uh, you know, we're excited to watch what the Lord does in your life. Thank you, friend. You got it. And once again, I am Steve Penora. We're going to sign off. This has been Believe and Dare to Dream. Um, please go check out Holly Hayes' book. It's powerful. Um, my book will be uh, being released um, sometime soon. You can sign up for my newsletter at youarenotcalledtobebroke.com. We have another exciting guest lined up for you next week, so please check back on our channel. And until then, everyone be blessed and have a great week in Jesus' name.